You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Pianovich. Thank you so much for joining us. It's Thursday, August 30th, which means we are just two days away from Penn State football coming back. It really feels like college football season. There is college football, a handful of games on television tonight. And the season's about to be in full swing. We will continue to get you ready for Penn State's 2018 season and the season opener on today's show. We're going to have superlatives for offensive players. Earlier in the week, we had superlatives for Penn State's schedule, each game on the schedule. And tomorrow on Friday's show, we'll have superlatives for the defense. But today we'll have offensive superlatives, and I'll also be joined by Steve Petrella, who works at the Action Network, which covers sports betting, and he's going to give us an idea on Penn State's, you know, being a twenty-three and a half point favorite against Appalachian State, having uh, over the win total being over or under nine and a half wins, and we'll also get into Trace McSorley's Heisman odds. So please stick around for that. It was another fun interview. Uh, Before we dive into things, I just want to thank everyone who has subscribed to the show, downloaded us, left a review, a rating on iTunes. Uh, We are now also on Stitcher and TuneIn, so I hope you uh, can find us there as well and leave us, you know, download, subscribe, and leave us ratings there as well. We are on Twitter at LockedOnNittany, gotten a a great following so far from, from all the Penn State fans out there, and... The show is also on Facebook and can be reached on email at LockedOnNittanyLions at gmail.com. So I'm going to start today's show with offensive superlatives. This is something I did for each game on Penn State's schedule. That was earlier in the week on Tuesday's show. We had things like the pettiest game of the year being at Pitt and the best game for a breakfast sandwich being at Rutgers. So that was Tuesday's show if you want to go back and listen to that after you're done with this episode. And also on tomorrow's episode, we'll have superlatives for defensive players. But today we're going to focus on the offense and we're going to start with the best name. The best name on Penn State's offense, this was pretty much a no-brainer, is Juice Scruggs. That's offensive lineman Juice Scruggs. Unfortunately, Probably won't play a ton this season because he is a freshman. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got redshirted, actually. Uh, but man, what a great name. Hopefully he stays at Penn State and becomes a, a staple of their offensive line because that name is just fun to say. Uh, honorable mentions for best name on offense, Mac Hippenhammer, who is a wide receiver, who is also on Penn State's baseball team. And there's also running back Journey Brown. That I mean, the the puns and bad jokes will be endless if, you know, once Journey Brown cracks that running back rotation. And all these guys are in the last uh, last recruiting class or two at Penn State. So James Franklin's doing a good job bringing talent, but also doing a good job bringing guys with some terrific names. All right, moving on. Next superlative is most exciting player we haven't seen yet. And I give that to wide receiver K.J. Hamler. K.J. Hamler, redshirt freshman this year, he was at the top of the depth chart at the slot as a slot receiver when Penn State released that earlier this week. 
He is uh, five foot nine. He's a quick guy. He's also going to be returning kickoffs uh, and maybe some punts as well. So he is. Uh, he could be. He could be one of the players that Penn State fans fall in love with because of his playmaking ability. He's from the same high school as Allen Robinson, the great Penn State receiver, but he's kind of built more in that mold of a Derek Williams. And maybe he could turn into a player like that who just electrifies Beaver Stadium with a return or just breaks out of a screen or something for a huge play. He definitely has that potential. All right, next superlative is most likely to hear Saquon Barkley comparisons on every single TV broadcast. This, of course, goes to running back running back Miles Sanders. Yeah, no matter how good he is or what he does on his own, I don't think there's going to be a TV broadcast this season that doesn't mention that he is taking over for Saquon Barkley, which I kind of get. I mean, Saquon Barkley is a generational talent at running back, and he has huge shoes to fill, obviously. Um, but it, it, hopefully Sanders can, can get out of that shadow early and build his own highlight reel. But don't be surprised if even in you know November and December you're hearing Saquon Barkley come up when the broadcast first talks about Miles Sanders. All right, next superlative, most underappreciated. I gave this uh, as a tie to left tackle Ryan Bates and left guard Steven Gonzalez. There are two veteran Penn State offensive linemen who are part of a unit that is going to be a strength for Penn State under James Franklin. Penn State's offensive line was what hurt the most when, when the team got sanctioned and couldn't have as many scholarships. And it's been a real problem for the team in the last couple of years. Obviously, the amount of times Christian Hackenberg was sacked back in, in 2014 and 2015 was astronomical. And then you saw the challenges it faced when it goes up against a talented defensive line like it did last year against Ohio State. Uh, but these two guys, they've been, they've been part of that. They're growing pains in, in a lot of other big-name programs. These guys would have still been second-teamers as sophomores probably maybe even as juniors uh but now like their growing pains played out in front of everyone and Penn State's offensive line was heavily criticized and and rightly so at times but it was mostly due to inexperience um and now that these two guys are are veterans they're gonna be on the left side of that line protecting Trace McSorley's blind side and could be uh could be helping him put up some big numbers speaking of Trace McSorley he wins the next superlative, which is most likely to be Penn State's first Heisman finalist since Larry Johnson. I've talked about Penn, uh, Trace McSorley's Heisman campaign a little bit on the show already, and we're actually going to get into the odds of it later on the show. Uh, but McSorley is—he can cement his status, and I think he will. He pr- already has, honestly, but he can go down as one of the best Penn State quarterbacks ever in a multitude of, of facets. He's the, he'll probably lead most statistical categories being a three-year starter and being in an offense that loves to throw the ball downfield a lot. Uh, assuming he play this is knock on wood, assuming he plays a full healthy season, he'll have, he has a terrific record as a starter. He has already has one conference championship. And on top of all this, he's already well-known going into the season He's a quarterback at a top 10 team, for a top 10 team, and he ha- he'll have four chances against ranked opponents to really make have marquee, have marquee games and to have Heisman moments. And for that reason, 
I think at the very least, McSorley will be invited to New York in December for that Heisman ceremony. No Penn State player has done it since Larry Johnson in 2002. That, of course, includes Saquon Barkley's snub last season and uh, Michael Robinson, who had a great year in 2005, never got that invite. So those are superlatives as I see them for Penn State's offensive players. Let me know if I missed anything obvious and let me know what superlatives you would give out to guys on Penn State's offense. Tomorrow on Friday's show, we'll have superlatives for defensive players. Um, but later on this show, we're going to have, we have a great interview with Stephen Petrella from the Action Network. We'll talk about Trace McSorley's Heisman campaign and if Penn State can go over its projected nine and a half win total. Stay with us here on Locked On Nittany Lions. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for advice. Usually, it's what team to bet on this week. The truth is, I don't know who's going to win, but if you think you know, you've got to check out my bookie. Remember, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with. That's why I always tell people to bet with my bookie. Trust me, guys, they are your best bet this season. They've been in business for years, have great reviews online, and my bookie's mobile site is easy to use. Lay down some cash and win big today with my bookie. Join now and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar on deposits up to $1,000. Use promo code ONCOLLEGE, that's O N C O L L E G E, to activate the offer. My bookie. You play, you win, you get paid. Welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm happy to be joined now by Steve Petrella, who's the college football editor at the Action Network. We're going to dive into some stuff about Penn State's uh, betting numbers for the upcoming season and this weekend. Steve, thank you so much for joining us here. You got it, man. Thanks for having me. So one of the first things I want to talk about here is Penn State's win total Pretty much every book I've seen has it set at nine and a half, so the Nittany Lions are right on the edge of if they're going to have another double-digit win season. Uh, they've won 11 games the last two years, but with that tough schedule, I want to know what your thoughts are on the number at nine and a half and if you think Penn State can get there in 2018. Uh, in theory, yeah. I mean, they'll be favored in probably all but two games, um, which would be Ohio State at home and at Michigan. Uh, Michigan State, Wisconsin will be will be close, um, but they they very well could be favored in those games. Um, I think nine and a half is about right. Um, when you're looking at four game, four very I don't want to say losable games, but um, they're certainly you can't pencil in as losses is is what I'm trying to say. But um, you just can't go over nine and a half to ten. Um, but at the same time, there's there's a lot to like about this team. Um, with McSorley back, um, defense loses a lot. But they, they played so many guys on defense last year that I don't think they're going to take that much of a step back. Um, so I think nine and a half is about right. If I had to lean one way or the other, I would I would definitely lean under. Um, and I think if the win total were at nine, I'd be much more comfortable taking um, the over because then you get the safety the safety net of a nine and three season, which is which is very realistic. Um, 
so yeah, that's kind of where I stand. Um, but definitely, I think it's the right number and not something I'm super interested in betting either way. Yeah, I mean, that's a daunting schedule for any team in the nation. And and also a fun tidbit, Penn State has not had three straight seasons with 10, 10 or more wins since between 1980 and 1982, the year they won their first national championship in 2018. Penn State has 25 to 1 odds to start the season, uh, national championship odds, that is. Steve, what do you think about that number 25 to 1? And, and could Penn State be a good value play there? Um, yeah, they're pretty much on the nose. I mean, I, I think because, because, so the Big Ten East is obviously, you know, very, very difficult for, for anyone. And, you know, the four teams that are going to be competing for a spot in the, in the title game and, you know, consequently the, the playoff. Um, if they they're priced like that at 30 to 1, 25 to 1 because if they do survive that division, they have a very very good chance of making the playoff. Um, so any any team that almost gets an auto bid um, by winning its conference, which I think you know Penn State would if they only lost one game and then won the Big 10 championship, there's there's no way they're not in. Um, you're going to see them 30 to one, 25 to one. I think Michigan's, I think like the eighth betting choice, they're around like 15 to one, even less in some books. Um, so that's something I, I'm not personally invested in either this season. Um, I guess the the thing to bank on if, if you are interested in betting that is that this is kind of the last time um, you might get Penn State as an undervalued team in the next couple of years. Um, because there is going to, you know, there's that perception of a drop off. Um, and while they have recruited really well, we don't know um, if the classes, you know, the, the 2016 class, for example, which wasn't as highly rated as uh, the 2018 class, which is a top five classic. Like, we don't know that they're going to play to the level um, that we expect this like dynamite recruiting run uh, to play towards, if that makes sense. So, um, I think there's still going to be some drop off, um, but again, they might be undervalued because um, of Trace McSorley and, and everything that he's done, and, and because people are, um, you know, expecting a little bit of a down year from them. So, if you want to get Penn State at a, a thirty to one price, it might be the last time um, in the next two to three years. But uh, you know, I, I wouldn't expect a, a national title run this year. I would expect another really solid season. Yeah, and that season kicks off this Saturday. Penn State hosting Appalachian State. Uh, we're recording this a little earlier in the week, but Penn State, in most books, is a 23-and-a-half-point favorite. It's not quite as big as a, a number as uh, some of the other major teams who are playing lesser-known opponents this week. Uh, but, Steve, what do you think Penn State can do uh, to cover those 23-and-a-half points against against a team that that's, might be better than a lot of people think? App State has... Uh, a couple big things to to note from a from a betting perspective, or just from a, a fan's perspective. If you're a Penn State fan, wondering how this game's going to go, um, they lost a really good defensive coordinator, um, who's now at Georgia Tech, I believe. Um, consistently led some of the mis- most disruptive defenses um, in the country. Um, Nate Woody's his name. He's now at uh, yeah, he's now at Georgia Tech, and that's a huge loss for them. I think it's going to take a little bit of time to uh, get that defense right. Um, and then on offense, they lost uh, their quarterback, Taylor Lamb, who I think committed to App State during Obama's first term. Um, so he was one of those guys who committed early. Like a ninth year senior last year. 
Yeah, like he was he was there forever, um, and and he was really really good and really seasoned, and and that's going to take some time to replace. Um, so I think Penn State's defensive line. I know they've had some losses in the last couple of weeks. Um, their defensive line should should get a lot of pressure on a new quarterback. Um, I think McSorley will uh, have a phenomenal game, throw for for three fifty, a um, couple touchdowns, and um, I think we'll really get to. You know, see some of those new weapons Penn State's been been touting. Um, so yeah, I would I would probably I would lean App State um, if I had to bet this game. Um, but I think I think Penn State should have no problem winning. And um, because of those things I mentioned, I wouldn't be surprised to see uh, see the Nittany Lions cover. Uh, it wouldn't be by much, but you know maybe twenty five point victory or something like that. Yeah, Penn State for what it's worth was one of the better teams in the country covering last year they were eight four and one against the spread all right we're with steve petrella from the action network here on locked on nittany lions we're going to step away for a quick break but when we come back we'll dive into trace mcsorley's heisman odds the wait is nearly over football is almost here and that means it's fantasy football season again and FanDuel has never been more fun or easier to play If you are not a fantasy expert, then FanDuel is clearly the best place to play. FanDuel has something for everyone, and there are more ways to win than ever before. Don't believe us? How's this sound? This season, FanDuel is running a free $250,000 Survivor Contest. This is the biggest free Survivor Contest ever. Here's how it works. You pick one team to win each week, and you can't reuse that team again for the rest of the season. This locks before week one, so don't miss your chance to sign up now. To get into that free $250,000 Survivor Contest, just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Plus, new users get a $20 bonus when they make their first deposit. Make sure to visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today. Welcome back to Locked On Nittany Lions. We still have Steve Petrella on the phone. Steve is the college football editor at the Action Network. He's joining us to give us his takes on some betting odds for Penn State this season. Uh, Right now, we're going to get into some odds for one player, and that is Trace McSorley, who a lot of books have as about a 15 to 1 or 12 to 1 shot to win the Heisman in 2018. Uh, his, uh, he's even got some pick. He's been the pick of Lee Corso and Kirk Herbstreit from ESPN recently. So Steve has, uh, has McSorley become a kind of a trendy Heisman pick for some college football fans. Yeah, he is. Um, and, and, you know, now, and mostly throughout the summer, he's, he's been one of the favorites, but, um, he's kind of at that price where you still feel like you're getting a decent value. Um, the one some places 15 to one, but that feels like a, enough of a long shot to kind of place your money um, while hitting all the criteria you need to win the Heisman. Um, so we did, we did an article uh, about a month ago that sort of outlined every Heisman winner of the last 30 years and uh, what criteria they, they fall under. So it's uh, quarterback or running back at a power five school, uh, preferably not on the West coast. Um, somebody who can build a statistical profile that, in like sort of raw numbers. So a lot of total passing yards, a lot of total touchdowns um, as opposed to like efficiency metrics or anything like that. Um, and then 
a nine win team, preferably 10. Um, and like RG three and Tim Tebow won it with nine, but and Lamar Jackson won it with nine, but um, preferably 10 wins. And if you think about McSorley, I mean, he qualifies for all of those better than almost anybody. Um, Cause even the favorites, uh, Bryce Love at Stanford, uh, Tua at Alabama, um, you know, there's arguments to be made that Tua won't be able to build a significant statistical profile. Um, and that Bryce Love Stanford team might only win seven or eight games. Um, so there's a lot to like about McSorley and he's sort of in that just outside the favorites tier um, that really, if, if you're going to bet on an award like the Heisman, um, which is, it, it's risky because you're counting on one player. Um, then, you know, McSorley is a, a good bet and a lot of people are interested in him. Um, another thing that, that bodes well for him is you figure uh, Penn State should exit September, they, they play Ohio State in September, but going into that Ohio State game, they should be 4-0. Um, they play a bunch of bad defenses. He should have some big numbers. If they beat Ohio State at home, high-profile environment, um, and to beat them, he's going to have to have a good game. Um, he could very well be the favorite um, coming out of that game. And then they have a bye week and kind of can regroup for Michigan State. So um, if you think they're going to beat Ohio State, uh, then couldn't hurt to get some money down on a, on McSorley win the Heisman because they'll need they'll need a big performance from him to do it. Well, he's already picked up a lot of comparisons to Baker Mayfield, last year's Heisman right. winner. Uh, but one, th- I, I, he he might be able to match the stats, but I don't know if he'll be able to grab his groin against Kansas as much. Yeah, unless they play Kansas, uh, you know, in a bowl game. <laughs> yeah, the first cheese its bowl. Penn State, Kansas. A bowl game. Something has gone horribly wrong for Penn State, or very right for Kansas. <laughs> well, uh, one last question before we let you go here, Steve. The Big Ten has not had a Heisman winner since 2006. It's kind of going off the last question. Troy Smith won it in 06. They'll have a couple more candidates this season with McSorley, Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin. Dwayne Haskins, the new quarterback at Ohio State. Shea Patterson, the new quarterback at Michigan. Uh, can this be the year that the Big Ten finally gets another Heisman Trophy winner? I, I like Dwayne Haskins uh, a lot. I think the, the price has, has come down um, where it's probably not worth betting. But, um, you know, people are expecting him to solve the one issue that Ohio State has had on offense for the last two years, which is a, an explosive downfield passing game. Um, granted it's, you know, we didn't get to see much of him just a little bit against, um, against Michigan, but yeah, I think he's, he's a great bet. Taylor, uh, I, I go back and forth on, on him. Um, he's going to be running behind the, probably the best offensive line in the country. Um, so, you know, you always want to have that advantage. Um, but he's going to have to, to, for a running back to win it there has to be, uh, they have to top like insane statistical barriers. So remember Melvin Gordon's uh, 2000 yard season was a finalist, didn't win it. Um, And that's because you have to clear those barriers and there can't be a quarterback that's like worthy of the award. Um, So they usually only give it to a running back when they look at like the three or four best quarterbacks and are like, well, none of them are that impressive. Um, right, right. So Penn State has 
a Heisman contender and will probably play another three or four Heisman contenders. So there'll at least be some some intrigue there all season long. Uh, well, that's all the time we have today, Steve. Thank you so much for coming on, and I hope to talk to you again soon. Enjoy the first Saturday of the season, buddy. Thanks, man. I'll, uh, I'll talk to you soon. Well, that will do it for this edition of Locked on Nittany Lions. Thank you so much for listening. Please uh, download the show, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us some reviews, some ratings. We'd really appreciate it. We'll be back again tomorrow. That's on Friday for our final show of the week. We'll have some defensive superlatives to go with today's offensive superlatives. And we'll also get a little more of a preview of Appalachian State. I'll talk to you then. Have a good one.